Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, folks. It's Bob Vetter here. Before the podcast starts, I wanted to offer you something for free available on my website, www.bobvetter.com. It's a download of a game and map of the healer's journey called Sustos, named after the traumatic events that can lead to soul loss. The game provides insights in how we ourselves can be healed and how that process empowers us in our healing efforts with others. Get your free download at www.bobvetter.com. Now, let's get to our latest podcast episode. Welcome, listeners. I'm here today with Thomas Worm. Thomas Worm went from wildland firefighter to alternative mental health professional after losing a best friend suddenly. The grief turned into anxiety and progressed into mystery symptoms. So he turned to meditation, acupuncture, journaling, writing books, and mental emotional release to find healing. He founded Mountain Mind Tricks Publishing, where he helps first-time authors heal deep emotional trauma by blending mental emotional release, energy healing, and the shamanic writing process. Thomas takes his clients from book idea to published with his email publishing house. Quote, I want the first time author to go through a transformational experience while writing their book, and then I can help them with the publishing, advertising, and thriving portion too. I believe that when the book heals the author, the book will heal the reader. And this is the foundation of Mountain Minds, Mountain Mind Tricks Publishing. End quote. Uh, also, Thomas wrote four books, including Awakened by Heart Fire. So, Thomas Worm, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to get into it. Yeah. Wonderful. So, we want to hear a, an expanded version of that quick story that we heard in your bio of how things really changed in your life. So, if you would yeah. take us through from the, from the point of the pain to the healing and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, you know, I was in wildland fire with the U.S. government for 14 years. So it was a pretty long career. Went from engines and helicopters and um, hand crews. And so, for people listening, that's completely different than city firefighting, right? We're out in the wilderness. We're sleeping in the dirt. We're eating MREs for two weeks at a time. It's a pretty hardcore type of lifestyle. Um, a lot of stress, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on in the wildland fire community with mental health. So I'm not the only one that's that's gone through something like this. Um, and so, yeah, 2015, my supervisor and one of my best friends, you know, I was at his house one night. The next morning, he was gone. Uh, totally, you know, sudden sudden death from a heart attack, which is unfortunately pretty common in, in the wildland fire community. And when I got the news that morning, um, you know, cause he didn't show up to work, something kind of felt off. Um, I, I was crushed. I collapsed, I actually fell to the ground. It was so, 
it was so huge for me. Um, and of course we went through the grieving and the funeral stuff and all of that and, and everything that goes on with that. But it was really about six months later when I started to notice this severe anxiety coming on all the time. Um, and a lot of weird health problems, like a low grade fever for months at a time, like pupil dilations, like I couldn't, the insomnia, rashes, all these, this really weird kind of, um, you know, mystery symptoms, as I said. And so I really, I turned to meditation and, and, uh, and journaling and acupuncture, like I talked about. And, and I think the biggest thing that happened to me was there was a very deep meditation that I got from a book. And, and I'm not going to talk about the book because honestly, it's, it's just too much. Um, it, it altered my life. I will say is that I had a out-of-body experience trying this meditation. And that is when I unlocked some of my own gifts of my intuition of being able to understand energy. And, and there was, that was when I stepped into, when I kind of crossed the threshold, if you will, really stepping into who I am, who I am as a healer, uh, as a writer, as a, as a different person than just a wildland firefighter. And so that out-of-body experience really propelled me. Um, my anxiety definitely got worse at that point. There was a lot more health stuff to, to go through, but I finally reached out to acupuncturist and that acupuncturist really helped me curb the anxiety with, you know, nutrition and diet and, um, lifestyle choices and things like that. When he recommended mental emotional release, I didn't really, you know, we did some kind of meditative work together, but the mental emotional release sounded really interesting. And so I signed up for a workshop and during that workshop, when I had my own, you know, breakthrough session is what we call it. That's about an eight hour session. So it's very intense. The first four hours is kind of like talk therapy. We're kind of digging up the root cause, but then we actually go into your timeline, your unconscious timeline to the very first time you had anger or sadness or fear. And, and you actually release that all the way until now. And that's when my anxiety was gone and it's never come back. It's, it was gone instantaneously almost through that healing process. And, and of course there's some integration to occur and all this, but this is when I was, that's when I had the epiphany of like, I have to do this with other people. Um, and so I've been doing that with wildland firefighters as, as a arm of my business. You know, I help other wildland firefighters, mental health. Um, and when I started writing books, I started to notice that the breakthrough session, you know, there's gotta be a lot of follow-up and coaching to go with it. What I noticed is the writing the writing really helps you unpack the breakthrough session. It helps you understand exactly what, what happened because it's, it's this eight hour session. That's so transformational. It takes six weeks or a couple months to really, to really understand what's happening, how that healing occurred and how deep it really was. Um, so I noticed that this healing through writing, of course, we can talk about journaling. We can go wherever you want. Um, it's not just writing a book, but it's, it's that power of putting your thoughts on paper really changes that dynamic. Uh, and, and, uh, so that's where I started to blend the healing through writing and the, the mental, emotional release and the energy healing and all this stuff really comes together for a transformation. It's quite the process. Love it. So let me back up with you for a moment to, to talk about the mental, emotional release process that you talked about and how the transformation, um, got underway through that it kind of took on a different character because you you talked about two different breakthroughs the first one um the first breakthrough took place but you still had the anxiety after that okay. you took this second breakthrough 
to really change the anxiety. And you talked about something that you call the mental emotional release. Now, I assume that what you mean by that is a very specific process that a person trains in. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So I went to training um, as a master practitioner for mental emotional release. And it's um, it comes from Dr. Matt James. He's kind of you know, he's the less known Tony Robbins of the NLP world. He grew up with NLP. He, he is kind of the master of NLP. And so it is a, a pretty intensive training you have to go through to do this with other people. And, and uh, it's, it's alternative mental health is what I would call it. It's very close to hypnosis and uh, more trance work, if you will, but it's, it's faster than hypnosis. It's um, we don't have to take on a trance for an hour to access these things. It's almost when we get into the timeline work, it's probably about 30 to 40 minutes and, and the actual mental emotion release is done. Um, and some people take a little longer. Um, some people take a couple of sessions. It just depends exactly where they're at. And, and the big thing is, is um, working with the unconscious mind, the limiting beliefs, the really deep seated negative emotions. And I think the big thing this gets into is the mind body connection and how we, you know, if you ever hear somebody like, oh, that person's such a pain in the neck. And then they're actually like five minutes later, they're kind of rubbing their neck. Like, oh, I have a pain in my neck. It's, it's, you're literally telling your body where to put pain with the words we use, with the way we, um, you know, the way we feel, the way we think all those things actually get imprinted into the body. So this is a very holistic practice where we're, um, potentially relieving migraines relieving, um, you know, not myself, but other colleagues that are medical doctors are using this for cancer, for other major illnesses. Um, so there's a lot to this mental emotional release. Yeah. And you described it as a, an eight hour process. That was eight continuous hours of work. I would say it's, you know, we'll work for about two hours, take a break. You know, there's a lunch break. We're going to take it pretty easy. But the biggest part is honestly, there's, there's a lot of talking. We got to uncover we kind of got to get all the neurology connected. So when we actually do the release work, we're getting it all. So I kind of want to hear, you know, with my clients, I'm going to go through the entire life story and they're going to talk for probably about three or four hours. I'm going to ask them questions to go deeper and deeper. And we're looking for that root cause. So basically there's, there's one belief generally that's kind of supporting this whole reality that they're walking through this whole idea of their life, who they are, their identity, how everything's supposed to be there's generally one belief and it's usually, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not loved or there's, there's some sort of negative belief. And so when we pull that one belief out with the mental emotional release, that's, that's the root cause. That's going to have a major transformation for the person. And once you find that negative belief, what is the, what is the process to eliminate it? So we do the mental emotional release um, and it's a little bit different for beliefs, but what we'll do is we'll actually do this, the same timeline work with the belief as we will for negative emotions. So anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt are the main emotions we work with. Um, and then any negative beliefs and, and usually the root cause will kind of get all of the limiting beliefs, but maybe there's a couple left. Um, and, and it's, you know, there's usually a little bit of cleanup with parts integration. So sometimes people have this, I want to do this, but there's, other side of me wants to do this, right? You'll see him like using both hands and generally there's, there's kind of battling thoughts and, and we call that parts um, in neuropsychology. And so we actually integrate those parts. We, you know, maybe there's three or four parts to integrate. Um, so we really get that person to like the most whole neurology we possibly can. So to kind of flesh this out for the listener, 
when we talk about parts, it's something that, that it, it sounds like something sort of esoteric, but most of us are aware of that when we say something like, well, a part of me really wants to do X, but this other part of me wants to do Y. So it's yeah. it's less odd than it sounds and, and very close to our actual experience. And when you mention timeline, if I'm not mistaken, if you're talking about timeline therapy of NLP, this is the idea that we experience our life in a way through the narrative that we describe our life as taking place on a timeline from the past up to the present and extending out into the future. And we can take a belief, we could take a particular um, capacity or ability or what we often call a resource and install it bring it back in time to an unpleasant experience so that we change the way that we represent that experience to ourselves. Is that consistent with what you do in this? Yes, very similar. And so the timeline therapy is Dr. Matt James's dad created that, that, um, that timeline technique. And so it's, um, so his son, Dr. Matt James has kind of evolved the technique. So it's a little bit different than that, but it's same, same ideas. We, you're using the timeline and, you know, uh, we're going back in time and changing the perspective. We're changing the time. We're also, like you said, bringing in resources of like, what can I learn from this event? How can I see it differently? And that usually there's a lesson. I mean, 100% of the time, there's a lesson that comes in when they see the event from a different perspective. And that lesson, that learning is what allows the emotion to disappear. That reframe, if you, you know, we want to talk NLP, like the reframe, you're really reframing the past event the belief, the negative emotion. Um, and that's what allows the healing to occur. And, and what's interesting is I think there's, um, when you talk to a lot of the practitioners and just from my experience, there's, we're changing the neurology, we're changing the beliefs and the brain and things like that. But there's so much more going on with the energy body, like just changing the unconscious stuff is having an effect on the energy body. So this is where the energy healing comes in, the Reiki type stuff that I do uh, with Huna. So in your case, what you're doing, if I get you correctly, is to combine those other aspects like Reiki and the energy perspective along with this change work that's part of the mental-emotional release pattern. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's, it goes a little bit deeper into the energy. Yes. Great. Well, that's all wonderful, wonderful stuff. And uh, Thomas... I'm wondering if there's something concrete that you could share with our listeners, something that from this body of work that you do, something that would be applicable to the listener's life. Yeah, you know, um, we we were talking about anxiety a bit here, and um, I know there's a big thing with anxiety right now in the world with everything going on. And so I thought it'd be really, really amazing just to share the um, anxiety model with folks and, and how to clear their anxiety. And, and to be clear, when I work with people with anxiety, there's um, sometimes there's something in the past. So if we don't do a huge, like the mental emotion release technique, maybe your anxiety is not going to go away just from trying this, but it will alleviate some of it. Right. And, and if it's not some major trauma going on, then it, it probably will help a lot. Um, the biggest thing is sometimes there's, there's something in the past and we're not going to go in the past today. We're actually going to go in the future. Um, so I just want to give that disclaimer to everybody listening. Um, 
And so the biggest thing is we have, we have to find our unconscious timeline first. So we can just take a moment and, and um, for the listeners, um, um, just follow along. And, and really, if I were to ask your unconscious mind where your past is and where your future is, I have an idea you might say it's to left or right or in front of you or behind you. Do you, do you resonate with any of that? Sure. Where, where's so, your timeline? Yeah. So I would place my timeline directly in front of me. Uh, so if I'm standing, it would be maybe a few inches ahead of me on the floor. Uh, the okay. past extends to the left, the future to the right. Okay. Interesting. So, that, so, so that my timeline is one that I could physically stand on. Yeah, cool. Okay. So most people have a timeline that goes, you know, through their body that's going straight and something behind them or left or right. And it really doesn't, you know, it really doesn't matter as long as you can connect with it. Um, and so the biggest thing is we have to find something that we're feeling anxious about. And is there anything you're, you have anxiety about looking in the future and, and um, anything that's um, for the listeners, I want you to just take in like, what am I anxious about in the future? And, and just, just have that thought. And so, um, hold on one second here. Um, so basically we just want to get in touch with that timeline. So if everybody listening wants to just close their eyes and, and just imagine floating up above your body, just a little bit floating up above the body above the timeline so you can actually get in touch with that timeline some people feel it some people see it whatever works for you that's totally okay and so we're just going to do a little test drive here we're just going to float up and go into the past just a couple minutes go in the future just a couple minutes and we're going to come right back down to now all the way back into your body all the way back into now good that's right so we're just going for a little test drive and and um for everybody listening I just want you to come all the way back to now Good. Now, what is it that you're anxious about? I want you to just keep that thought. What specifically are you anxious about? Good. That's right. So just float up above the timeline and float out above the future to 15 minutes after the successful completion. Whatever you're anxious about, change that event so it goes perfectly. It's easy. It goes exactly the way you want it to. I want you to go 15 minutes after the successful completion of that event. Good, that's right. Now turn and look toward now along the timeline. Now, where's the anxiety? Is it gone? Good, that's right. So now I want you to keep that position, looking toward the past, come all the way back to now, all the way back to now, back into the room, back into your body, all the way back to now. Good. So now as a listeners and, and for Bob here, um, how do you feel about that old, that old belief about that new event, right? It's totally different, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. so that's how, that's how fast this work is. Um, and, and, uh, it's, it's really interesting. When we tap into the unconscious mind, how powerful and quickly we can change, change our mind. And really when we change our mind, we change kind of everything in our reality. We can, we can go deeper into that, but we are changing a lot more than just our mind. So just so everybody knows, I was doing this with Thomas in live time. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful process. And then, 
if if you were let's say continuing along with that work what would be the follow-up I, I don't mean for you to go through it but what would the next piece of this be yeah so generally there's like 12 weeks of coaching or six weeks of coaching that's kind of spread out and and there's going to be like a major homework um and the big thing is like getting goals um having so like we want to make sure by the end of the breakthrough session there's there's goals there's um a really clear vision for the future so after the breakthrough session, the coaching really gets into supporting that movement, that action, that focus toward that future. And so a lot of times it's reading books, it's journaling, you know, depending what the person is working on, if, especially if they're a writer, they're going to start a habit of writing every day. Um, you know, they're going to start, I really like to take my clients through like holistic wellness stuff of like, you know, what are you breathing? What are you eating? What are you drinking? What are your sleep like? You know, that holistic wellness stuff. Um, and so it's really just a, a week by week um, advancement in, in action and focus. And it's really important because the breakthrough session, what we're doing is we're kind of unraveling the neurology and we're cutting, we're cutting cords, we're cutting um, the way we're thinking, right? And so the coaching and the action, the focus, that's actually rewiring your brain in a new way. Um, a lot of what Dr. Joe Spinza talks about is, yes, you can rewire your brain, right? The thoughts that wire together fire together so so the that's the most important piece is actually the rewiring the coaching the follow-up does that make sense that absolutely makes sense Let, let's um if you would take me through a moment of the writing part of it so let's say that i'm somebody who dabbles at least in holistic health i'm familiar with some of the other things that you've described but maybe i'm not a writer why should I be interested in the writing component of this? Yeah, this is so interesting because so when we have these blockages that we've that we've just undone, right? But the blockages kind of take us away from our highest self is the is the best way I would describe it. Or maybe there's less energy coming from the highest self. And so the writing process, it could be anything. It could be a sport. It could be going outside. But what what's happening during the writing is that you're kind of getting into a flow state. You're kind of getting into that. Um, that full awareness state where, um, you know, if you ever watched hockey before you heard the announcer say, oh my God, he has the eyes in the back of his head. Like he actually does because he's in flow state, right? So we're kind of getting into that flow state. And we're connecting with the highest self. And what's interesting is, is through the writing process, you start allowing the highest self to write. You're not really writing. You're, you're allowing a higher aspect of yourself to write. And what's so interesting is that that part's really important but it's the self-editing phase. It's when you're going back and reading that and unpacking it and editing it that there's there's moments of, I can't believe I wrote that. There's moments that like, oh, wow, I have a lot of work to do with that. So there's, it really starts to, it's almost like this self-therapy tool of, you could do this with journaling every day. It doesn't matter if you're writing a book, a blog, copywriting, journaling, it doesn't matter. To me, writing so powerful is because you're taking those thoughts and putting them on paper so you're changing the time perspective. You're changing the actual perspective of the thought. And now you get to evaluate it. You get to dig deeper. Um, and so this is, this is um, I would say, the shamanic writing process that I talk about is, is really connecting with the highest self, getting those powerful thoughts on paper, and then um, understanding those in a lot deeper way. I remember I had a, a personal experience one time that kind of is, is reminiscent of this, where I... I had come out of a weekend that that had a lot of um, a lot of spiritual revelation, and all of a sudden I looked back on my past and I saw 
and perceived the connection between events. And what it reminded me of was the trajectory of a good movie. Whereas when uh, you're sometimes when you're in the middle of the moment to moment of everyday life, it just seems like a moment that's not necessarily tied to anything. But when you can get that, it's kind of like when you're standing on a mountain and you look out and you get this vast vista that you don't see when you're down at, at sea level, let's say, for example, when you stand on the mountain, you look and you can see this vista and i'm thinking that writing is a possibility to do the same thing to perceive that the connection between events to have them make sense and to kind of create that sense of meaning in your life yeah absolutely and and i think for me one of the better ways for me to explain this this might be a little bit off for other people but there's a there's a technique in basic shamanism called stalking the self where you actually go into the spirit of the eagle or the bear or the turtle or whatever animal you like. And you actually watch yourself throughout the day through that. So you're kind of disassociating from you and you're watching, yeah, you're, you're watching what you're writing, right? You, that word on paper is, is it's disassociated. It's different from you. It's, it's a different aspect. And like you're saying, I totally love this idea of having a different Vista from a mountaintop. I think it's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Beautiful. So um maybe what i would like to ask you is if you can give us an example of a client that you worked with who went through this as well because we got one angle of it talking about you in your life and you kind of piece together these different elements and put them together now i'm curious about somebody who's gone through it with you yeah absolutely so so i have i have two clients in mind one she came to me with, um, I would say minor PTSD, right? So pretty, some serious stuff going on, major se- severe anxiety um, to the point where there is times, you know, she would see fire smoke when there wasn't a fire. Like, so there is some serious stuff going on there. And, and after the breakthrough session, she had no more anxiety. It was completely gone. Um, she got onto a really nice uh, nutritional weight loss plan and she's lost about 35 pounds in the last uh, four months. And, and her life has completely changed. Um, she's, she's um, no longer fighting fire, but she's more um, working with the power line companies and has a much better job and much better pay and, and a, a beautiful you know, partner and all these things change for her. And what's so interesting is, is that the breakthrough session sometimes breaks a lot of things loose in the external life. And that's one thing that, you know, I always explain to the clients before they sign up is like, when we do this work, something externally is going to break too, because we're breaking through. And so something in your life is going to completely change. And that's, that's what you want. Right. Um, But sometimes that's scary. Um, And so another client that I had, um, we, we, he came to me for, um, for, he basically wrote like a whole draft of a book. Right. And he was going through the self-editing and he just stopped. He stalled. He couldn't even open the computer. He couldn't even take out his notebook and think about the, the work anymore. Cause there's something inside, like he got to the editing phase of the second chapter and he just, he couldn't, he got stuck. Um, and so we went through a breakthrough session with him. And right after that, the next day he started writing again, he started editing, he started um, going through the process and, and it's been so 
I think my favorite word for this is cathartic, right? Of going through that self-editing process of adding more of, of going deeper into the book. And so, um, you know, that book right now is with an editor um, or will be very, very soon. So it's um, really exciting to see that stuckness release. And what's so interesting is that, you know, we can talk about the, the fire stuff and the PTSD or, or the, the writers that are stuck. It generally has nothing to do with that stuff. It's probably something way deeper and something in their childhood. So that's, that's what's so cool is it's always surprising, like to the client of what actually is causing this? What's the root cause? It's way deeper than they thought. I mean, I would say that in, in my work as well, that, that almost never is the presenting issue, the real issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, most people are familiar with the, the, the um, analogy of peeling an onion. And I wish I could attribute this to myself, but somebody, came to me recently and said you know it's really more like peeling garlic and that's perfect because you know with an onion you've got this one single organism that you're making your way towards the middle garlic is perfect because sometimes you finish up with one aspect and holy cow there's a clove right next to that one <laughs> i love that i like that it's so true there's there's so many aspects and so much more growth always you may use that as well <laughs> all right thank you i will so Thomas, this has been wonderful. Um, can you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you if they want more information? Yeah, the biggest thing is um, check out uh, my podcast. It's called the Shamanic Author Podcast. Um, you can go to my website at mountainmindtricks.com and you can go to my Instagram, which is uh, mountainmindtricks with underscores in between the words. Um, and, and the big thing, you know, if you go to mountainmindtricks.com, there's, there's some fire stuff, there's some writing stuff. So, so just check out the website and, uh, yeah, get in touch with me. Cause I'm, I'm always looking for folks to help and, and I love healing. So wonderful. So I thank you so much for being with us today, Thomas worm, a lot of important, great usable information today. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. And thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Before you go, I wanted to remind you of free healing resources available on my website, www.bobvetter.com. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.